Hi, everyone. See, I, I'm using the same. I don't like that. Hi, everyone. Autopilot. Autopilot. Marcus and I are discussing that my intros are so bad. I, I tend to be like I'm, I'm back like Arnie Schwarzenegger or something like that. But really, really, this is who I am. So this is how we get it. It works. And today we've got, we've got Marcus. Say hi, Marcus. Hello. <laughs> Marcus is 23, a pastry chef. Pastry chef, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sitting here wondering where the fuck my pastries are, I've got to be honest. It's my day off, I'm sorry. This was out of sight, out of mind. That's all right, I'll let you get away with this one. This time. <laughs> but we're going to have, we're going to talk, we've got two subjects. One, interestingly, is called blue collar work. <laughs> and blue collar, white collar, when Marcus brought this up, I was like, wow, I haven't heard those words for a long time. You tell me why you... How, how you've managed to identify yourself as a blue collar worker. So when I was like maybe 10 or 11, there was that TV show, I think it was white collar crime. That was like one of those shows you're not meant to be watching, but it's just sort of on TV. <laughs> I remember it was all just about these like uh, police officers and corporates that were doing illegal crime. So like, that's where the first association was like, oh, that's what white collar is. So then what's, what's my dad? He's a hairdresser. What's my mom? She's a receptionist. And then through schooling, you just find out like, oh, these are just blue collar. They just get that next sort of category down below yeah. level gray. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, sure. Let's go with that. Well, it's, yeah. It's funny. I mean, I suppose I, I absolutely grew up blue collar. Yeah. My dad was a painter and my mum stayed at home and sewed, yeah. you know, for people. But I, I haven't heard the term for so long, but weirdly, I don't know why. And... I was starting to think, hang on a minute, is that because all the blue collars got wealthy? All the builders got very wealthy. Yeah. All the plumbers got very wealthy. All the chefs got, got very wealthy. Yeah, it's it, you can make your name, you can make your yeah. career, and it's like, all right, I've made my my dollar, my bank. I'm I'm worth something almost. Like that's my brand. But I think it also comes back to life, though. Like right, like because white collar. White collar seem to me to have the most boring jobs normally. Mm. Weirdly, I suppose my job in as you know, like a marketing director type role, I suppose that's white collar. Yeah, I would consider it yeah. anything that's sort of like nine to five yeah. in an office. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think it's a, almost a grey area. It's like how do we you now categorize yeah. these white collars like a lawyer and a marketer, or an accountant and someone in finance, or yeah. similarly enough, but. But I think the blue and white collar is gone now. Maybe yeah. it has. That's I, an interesting I thing. I feel old almost saying it to my friends when I bring <laughs> it up and I'm like, oh, I like blue collar. And they're like, oh, you wear a blue collar at work? I'm like, no. Like, no, you wear, you white. wear a white collar because <laughs> you work in an office. I'm, I'm also in white, but I just yeah. don't have that pay grade. Or at this point, I'm just not in the same category as you. Yeah. Are you old 23-year-old? I'm an old 23-year-old. You're so old. Yeah, so old. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny. Um... I think careers are looked at differently. I mean, there's definitely no one uses those terms, so you're going to throw it away now. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It's, it's it doesn't exist because, but it's also, I don't know. I, I'm probably very biased because I did grow up with a blue collar, but they're way more fun. Yeah. Right. And life's what's fucking life about if it's not to have fun? I think we have more <laughs> more flair or more creativity almost. Yeah. Like it's. Our jobs allow us to sort of be like, let's design, let's 
yeah. create. Let's do something different. Yeah, and that's just that's just a type of job. Yeah. I don't think we we judge it like that now because I think also things jobs are very different. You yeah. know, they used to you go in one job and then just keep being stay in that job and being promoted or whatever and then you retire. It's yeah. nothing like that now. It's nothing like that for me. Yeah. Let alone your generation coming up, right? So it's not like white collar is going to guarantee you money till you die. Yeah. That's, you know, there's very few of those jobs left. I mean, lawyer might be one. Doctors, but, potentially. But yeah. even law, a lot of it's going online. Um, you know, even doctors. But yeah, I suppose. Um, but really, nothing, nothing stays. Nothing, everything moves now. And people move. People don't stay in the one job forever and... Career changes are kind of more yeah. acceptable and more like... Yeah. Ha- ...happening more often. They're happening more often. But also it's not... Careers are so not guaranteed for anyone. Exactly. I mean, you know, like we were talking about how long you're going to live earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Triple digits will get there. <laughs> Which is the, th- the theme. Of, you know, I always like to bash my millennials with that, how long you're going to live. Um, and I want you to live forever, like... Kelly is living to 105, apparently. Nice. We've, yeah. we've nailed that in. Um, but it's it's just not going to be like you think it's going to be. Yeah. It's like we the analogy of recipe, I think, is a great analogy. Because mm. we, we've all been spun a load of bullshit in a way. But if you do this, if you follow the recipe, you get this. And as a pastry chef, you must yeah. have friends that can follow a recipe and not make a scone. No, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny then because I can look at it as a pastry chef and be like, okay, we well did that wrong. And like, this mm. is where you went wrong. And mm. it's almost like, where's that person now for me? Yeah. Looking over my recipe of life going, yeah. that's where that's going wrong with. That's where that's not happening. Yeah, well, I'm right. here now. Thank you. I'm <laughs> about time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here now. But also, life, it's not about getting it right. Right? Your mission in life, I've worked out, having been around for a while, is it's it's all about getting to know you. It's and and we don't know ourselves for a long time. And it's not till we experience things and shit happens to us that we start to see who we really are. And and then we start to get on the right track. Like talk to me about your work week. Yeah. So I'm up every morning at two AM to get to work at three AM. <laughs> it was a sacrifice Uh, that I was so not ready to make but it was the first job that came my way to become an apprentice and I was like I can't knock this back like Mm. it's work um and I my roster has changed days so I used to always work weekends I used to sometimes get a Sunday off here and there so I could have a bit of a social life but now set in stone I'm uh Friday Saturday off which is good i the yeah. best days off I've had. Nice. Um, so Monday, Sunday through Thursday is just the Monday through Friday for me, the nine to five, work through that. Get to Thursday night. I always try to go out with friends, but I am the notorious, you know, dad of the group. I'll fall asleep at the table or I'll just <laughs> put the hand on the, and my hand in my head and I'll just be like, oh, guys. He's a Torian, right? Yeah. Any, anyone who understands that knows that he's going to sleep a lot. I'm going to sleep a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm, and that's the thing to... You know, I talk to my friends and they're like, you can just stay up a bit later. I'm like, no, I must get my seven hours. (laughs) You don't understand. I need these seven hours. And I get angry at myself when I get into bed at seven and I look at my phone. I'm like, it's 7.05. Crap, I'm now like down five minutes. It's disgusting of me. Yeah. Change change the way you say that. 
It's something I'm doing. I, I read something or heard something when if we wake up and go, I didn't get enough sleep. We shouldn't ever say that. Okay. We should when we wake up, we should go. Okay, that was good. That was I good. Got, right, just trick like ourselves, talk like, yourself it was good. into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. There have been some naughty <laughs> nights where I've gotten, I've been out when I shouldn't have I'm gone sure. out, and I've gone to work with, and I'm like four to five hours of sleep. My boss is like, "You okay?" I'm like, "I think something's going around." Or like, "Oh, I'm just a bit white." <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I'm just gonna go to the bathroom and check out. What's I expect wrong. you to do that all through your twenties. Yeah, just and saying. Before this job, I had plenty of those horrendous nights don't worry yeah. that were like fun on reflection but also like oh my god i did that as well do you want to promote where you work or yeah we can yeah. um maggio's in camera oh yeah uh, miller street lovely little italian bakery italian owners so nice. got three italian brothers running it which is as Excellent. fun as it can be um and it's it's been a real blessing. I've worked with chefs who are from all over the world as well some on yeah. visas some have gone yeah um it's it's good been a good apprenticeship, you know. What's I, your favorite thing to make? Oh, that's so hard because <laughs> I'm a vegetarian working in the sausage roll section at the Are moment. You? So I think honestly it was when I started doing doughs and puff pastry. Oh, just yeah. almost the lamination, the rules and the respect you have for that dough, watching it like you're working all these layers and wow. suddenly it's like, Wow, the finished product you're like, yeah. I did that from scratch. I never say it right, but ha- have you made Millie Fuel? Millie Folly, yeah. Millie Folly. Vanilla Slice, so we can... Well, I say it like the Italians say it. That's my problem, I think. <laughs> the million layers, yeah. Yeah, Millie yeah, Folly. yeah. I can't even say it, and I'm Italian. That's horrible yeah. to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I make the pastry, favorites, and then yeah. we cut it up, and it's all wow. good fun. Fabulous. Yeah. But it sounds like a great job. It It is. But then what else do you do? Because so, you're a millennial, so you don't just do <laughs> your just job. job. Um, I have a hobby of doing uh, cakes on the side. So anywhere yeah. from engagement cakes, wedding cakes, birthday cakes. Yeah. Uh, my days off or sometimes during the time when I was actually working my weekends, I would do them on top of that as well. So how much spare time do you have? From about like, God, three, three to four hours after work. Yeah. Uh, each day. And then on weekends, maybe one or two hours, I can okay. spare myself if I'm lucky. That's not enough. That's not enough at all. That's not enough. And why? <laughs> why? Um, the side, the hobby just sort of came out of sheer, like, luck, almost. Yeah. So one friend was like, hey, my birthday's coming up, can you make yeah, me a cake? Yeah. yeah. And then sort of, like, more friends were like, let's do it. So... The more I did it, the more I was just almost convincing myself, you know, this is fun. Like, I really enjoy doing cakes. Let's just keep yeah. doing this. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, people were getting almost worse to deal with. Like, yeah. So they're becoming fussier. And yes. suddenly I was <laughs> delivering to different parts of Sydney and I was going, hold on. Like, yes, this used to be fun. Like, why is this now a chore? And then I realized, I'm like, holy crap, like, I'm overworked. I'm exhausted. I'm... No, no, but there's another reason why it's, it's not fun, because you are not valuing yourself. Yeah. Right? Are you charging extra for the extra things? Are you charging to go to... At first, admittedly, no. Yeah. I was just kind of like, oh, like, it's okay. I'll drive to the Blue Mountains with no issue, or I'll go to <laughs> Avalon Beach with no issue. Yeah. But then slowly but surely, after, like, the first second year, I was kind of like, no, no. Yeah. I'm worth... Good. I'm worth this. I need yeah. to charge you this X amount of dollars yeah. to take it to here. And most people are so fine with it. They understand. And if they're not, I'm like, congratulations, you're going to come meet me now. I'm going to come to my house and pick up this cake. I'll yeah. put it in your car. I'll set it up. But if you, you don't want to pay it, you're going to come get it. Yeah. So do you put limits on... Can you say no to people? Can you say no that you don't have enough time? At first, I didn't. 
and yeah. I paid hard for it. Yeah. I remember my first full-blown temper tantrum meltdown, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I had three cakes just sitting in my fridge. I think I just worked up to seven o'clock, which was bedtime. Yeah. I just remember like calling my best friend on the phone crying and we made the pact then and then she's like, you're not taking any more than one cake per week. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. next month I had yeah, three yeah. cakes again because, and you know, it, I'm, yeah. oh, it's a challenge. I, I can do it. I, I but no, 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 no. Is it a challenge or is it that it's hard to say no? It's hard to say no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit because, of a people pleaser. yes. Yeah. I, and if you, if it's hard to say no, it's because you're valuing them more than yourself. Yeah. So you have to just put your diary down and go, I only have this amount of time. Mm. So when they say, when, you know, when that's booked up and someone else asks for a cake, you just say, oh, sorry, I'm booked up this week. Yeah. Well, I don't have any more capacity. Otherwise, I would love to help you out. And then you recommend someone else. Which now? From yes. The, I've been but doing, I but... want you to sh- change the time. You're doing, you're doing too much. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I can admit it because like even yeah, because life goes so quick in a way, right? Yeah. And these are the good times. Someone it... asked me how old I was the other week and I said 17 and I looked them in the eye and they realized that I don't look 17. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm 23. I just forgot my age. Then. <laughs> and she looked at me. She was like, what? Hey, I was like, I'm not 17. I'm not in high school. I'm so Is that because you were tired? I, th- I was a customer through work at Maggio's oh, that yeah. had known my parents. Yeah, She's like, yeah. how old are you now? I'm like, oh, I'm 23. And then even she was like, I know for a fact you're at least 20-something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We both know that I'm delusional right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you try like most millennials, you're trying to do too much. Oh, we forgot. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I was going to mention my theory again yes. because no one's listened to the introduction. So I have to explain what this is all about. So my theory is that adolescence, which normally ends at around 19 and 20, in a wealthy society, adolescence is extended to 30. And in a wealthy society, I mean access to money, access to information, access to education, having those sort of three things or at least a couple of them. And we're definitely in a wealthy society in Australia. Yes. And all, and this group, because technically you're not a millennial, you're a Gen Z. Gen Z, yeah. But a lot of, I've seen news reports where they're referring to young, sort of anyone in their 20s we all just millennials. Get, yeah. And I sort of want to create this, from 20 to 30, you're a millennial now. Yeah. Um, I think we can have this new group <laughs> because they're not in the young adult space yet and and it's interestingly all the people i know that have sort of gone into their 30s that's when they actually get into their young adult space mm. so things have sort of moved back a bit um so it all makes sense but as an adolescent because your parents um and any anyone older will, will think, okay, you're in your twenties now. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. You're a young adult. They tr- they want to almost want to treat you like a young adult, but the parents are trying to help too much. Yeah. So they're like, you can stay at home. I look after you. I will do everything for you. You don't just stand on your own two feet. In a way, it depends on you know. We're very much generalizing. Very much generalizing. So. It's just basically to remain in adolescence means you have support, means you're continually getting that sort of parental type of support Yeah. up until you, and then I think from 30, then you're like, okay, I'm finally out. I'm, like, I'm finally out I'm on my own. own person now. Here on my go. own. But that's why I think it just takes a lot longer to work out 
it's not to actually have to really stand on your own two feet that you have to that you then start to put those boundaries around yourself about what you will do what you won't do who you really are and up until then you're still trying to work out who you are yeah. so you do a bit of everything um and listen to way too many people <laughs> even but even though i'm saying listen to me <laughs> it's the most valuable source <laughs> no but you have so much information coming in yeah um and I think, and you're also trying to, everyone seems to be trying to do way too much. As if, like, you made a comment before we started about one of your friends wanting to become a lawyer and then everything else will happen. We'll get married, have kids, yeah. have a house, da, da, da. As if it's all programmed. It's all just, like, exactly right, like a recipe. It's just like, yeah. this is the right thing to do. This is what everyone else has done. And it's like, but will that work for us? And Well, it doesn't, it didn't work for anyone else. <laughs> It's, all, it's not even, like you're following your roadmap to success. No, and it's <laughs> where are the speed bumps? Like something's going to happen that we're not ready for. Hundred percent. Always. We witnessed the pandemic. There was everything else around it. There's yeah. so much still going on that it's like I can't. No one can guarantee what's going to happen. Yeah. So just his his way of relaxing, being like, it'll work out. I was like, I'm just slapping, like, shut up. No. no but in a, way, in a way, that's fine. Like it's you know, I'm always I'm always in two minds as whether to go. This is reality, or whether to go. No, stay, stay not knowing, or I mean, stay um, in that. What's the word I'm looking for? Where you sort of really not aware and really like don't you, understand. In denial, euphoric. yeah, denial. Stay in denial. It, it's safer in a way in denial. It's fine. Like pe people will be, people will do it however they want to do it. Yeah, and they'll all learn in all sorts of different ways. Like the whole, this whole last year, people are underestimating the effect that's had on people. Yeah. Fucking underestimating it. It's had a massive effect and we haven't even seen the effect it's had on people yet. It's, it's almost just been very under the radar of regards even just suicide or even just mental health of people. Yeah. I remember another friend of mine just called, one of the strongest friends I have called me in complete tears and I was even just like you like yeah. not, i'm like please i'm so happy you've opened up but wow like yeah you are my rock as well you are someone i look up to i can't believe yeah. that it's crippled you for me for my friends i'm the sensitive one so for me to start crying like oh standard here we go let's yeah. see what's wrong now but <laughs> yeah. when I, suddenly when the roles reversed i'm like oh my goodness this is a bigger scale for all of us this is and, and tell me about that like what happened to your friend or why do you think it hit them so hard it was a loss of a job which was yeah. fair enough yes and i think it was a fact that it had happened you know we they'd mm. set up their year to be such a great year mm. that pressure of being like finish the degree getting the job going into it and suddenly yeah. everything's just gone yeah. diminished now what yeah you know and I, and i think that's probably harder on you guys because you you've been told these things as if it's absolute fact yeah like if you do this degree and you get this job then you're set for life yeah that's bullshit for a start <laughs> it's bullshit it's not how life works and it's not fact and and we've got to we've got to stop trying to tick all the boxes and, and, and that everyone's giving us it's much more about how you spend every day and that's hard for some people are very um in the moment only concentrate on that day that's my emails i'll turn that off <laughs> some people are just, and other people are very much about um 
is thinking of the future a little bit. Yeah. Right. So it depends on the type of person you are. Do you plan out your future or are you spontaneous? It's, more... it's funny. I found my old high school laptop and I found yeah. my, high, my high school five-year plan, yes. which I almost just wanted to burn, laugh and cry at. Yeah. Because compared to me now, well, obviously the five-year plan is yeah. a better plan. But yeah. I think now I'm more a day-by-day person, which is something that it's works. Yeah. And even just general life moments have just made me feel like we've got to adapt and this is how it's going to be done. And that's good because I've said it before, I'll say it again, is I've never met anyone in my entire life that is exactly where they thought they'd be in life. For sure. And I've met so many people from so many different countries all over the world. No one is ever, even even when I've got friends that are like married with a, a daughter and a son and... You know, been married for years in a nice house and still pa- painting, being an artist, whatever. Even when I've got friends like that, they didn't think that that was where they were going to be. Yeah. You know, so it's blown my mind in a way. But life, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have a plan. Mm. It doesn't mean you can't go, these are the things that I want to do. I'm looking forward to. But it's much more around taking the joy when it comes. Yeah. Right, because when you're in a good place, things are working well. Know it, realize you're there, and take it, and take it, and take it, and, and see what that feels like. And that's when you do your best. Yeah. When it's a bad time, keep going. <laughs> you just got to keep going, knowing. Just cop it and write it out. Yeah, that that's when you lean on your friends. That's when you tell people you need help. Yeah. You know because, and that's when you need friends that really understand you and I think that's the hardest part so being a millennial talk to me about your friends I want to know a little yeah. bit more about your friends I have my like best friend of I think we, we went to celebrate it but we didn't do it of 10 years yeah um we met when we were playing soccer together at like god seven yeah so and then we so obviously like back in 2003 um, 2005 we didn't have social media we were also seven years old never kept in touch but then re-met in high school and we're like oh my god it's you oh cool so we've kept in touch then out of high school we just became closer and closer to the point where everyone was like her name's annalise it's like oh marcus anna just attached the limb because wherever she was i was (laughs) someone would call me being like are you with anna oh yeah she's here did you want to talk to her um so she's almost my my rock, my go-to. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's the first person I came out to as well. So she was there for the tears, the tantrums, the yeah. the realization of everything. Mm. Um, I don't have many. I do have good male friends. Yeah. But I've got more female friends. Yeah. I think that just comes down to even schooling. Mm. I went to an all boys Catholic school, and yeah, I was friendly to as many people as I could be because you know obviously that was just schoolyard antics. Mm. But I only had about four f- friends that I sat with. Yeah. That I was with every day that I was like, I'll sit with you guys. We'll play yeah. together. Which I saw. But four friends is a good number. Enough to have at school, I think, you know. Yeah. Especially towards senior years, you're not even caring anymore. Like, I'm pretty sure I walked up to someone on the last day being like, I never liked you, but like all the best. Like, <laughs> see, I'm not going to make up with you now. Like, just good luck with everything. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm that person. I'll be like, I'll say hello to someone, but I literally dodged someone in the shops. I was in an aisle and I saw them and I was like, I'm just going to backpedal and move along. I didn't need that item anymore. Yeah. It just comes to that thing where it's like, I don't know if I want to stand there and just be like, how the last five years of your life been or six years, whatever it's been now. It's like, yeah. good luck. And how did you, how did you feel through school? 
about yourself? Like, did you? I was always, I always had low self, low functioning, low self esteem, if that makes sense. I was never the most confident person, but I was a prefect, so I felt almost a bit authoritative. I was kind of Mm. like, you know, I can. And you're tall. I'm tall. Tall, good looking boy. Thank you. <laughs> like I can, I can stand on a microphone. I can, yeah. I can talk to a yeah. crowd. It's okay. I can public speak. No problem. But I was, I almost just felt I was, I almost peaked in high school. If that makes sense, you know. Like I, I'd like to think that I was almost just the nice guy. Where it was like we don't know too much about him. But what do you mean peaked? As in, I was at the height of my social my social life. I had a lot of friends that... Yeah, there's no way you peaked in high school, but anyhow. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> oh, I, had, I had a lot of friends. I went to something stupid. I think I went to, in total, 13 forms. Yeah. Something just yeah. stupid like that. You know, I mm. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't. I will not say that high school was a bad time. I you enjoyed it. I enjoyed well, it that's well. That's good. I wasn't a good student. I wasn't the most academic, but, yeah. you know, I managed to... Walk out with an ATAR. I got accepted into a university, which yeah. obviously didn't work out in the end. Yeah. But, you know, the last few years especially, I still only... I talked to about five guys from school still. Yeah. And two of them I hold very close to my heart. And I'm yeah. a few other mates that I will keep, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good that it was a, a, a good um, place for you. Yeah. You know, when did you... Let's talk about your sexuality. When did you come out? I was to the first person, which was Anna, my best friend. Mm. I was 19. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point where all throughout high school, it's just something I battled with where it was kind of like, how do I identify Did you always this? know? Did you have girlfriends? Mm, oh, like a three-day yeah. thing in year yeah. eight or something stupid. Yeah. But at parties, <laughs> I would kiss girls, not boys, yeah. just because it was the norm. And it's like, yeah. am I ready to start this? Yeah. But obviously in those times, there was no sexual... Yeah. urges or and I yeah. just I would always dismiss it and be like it'll work out I'll become mm. an adult and it'll work out and it's like at what point was I an adult like obviously I've gone through puberty yeah. I'm still going through puberty yeah. I should be realizing this so around 19 I was kind of at my wit's end I remember in my room one night I was just kind of battling with my own head mm. and I was just getting frustrated and angry and I was like mm. I can't be in this space anymore yeah so I called my friend Anna and I was like do you want to just go for a drive tonight and she's like oh Okay, like it was yeah. things that we just do, we would go on drives and yeah. Macca's runs and stupid things. Yeah, I was just got in a car and I just started profusely just crying. And she was yeah. like, Are you hurt? What's wrong? I was like, Just keep driving. Like, yeah. I just need to get this out. Wow. It wasn't until we pulled over and I muttered the words, and she was like, What? Like, what? Because obviously, I'd been questioned by other people. Yeah, for what I put out, obviously, I'm a bit flamboyant. I'm talking, people just assume, Oh, he's gay, you know? Yeah. So when I, she had asked me in the past, in a non, non-judgmental way, nothing that no. I took offence to, but I had said no. So when she said to me, you know, you told me no, so I believed it was no. That was just almost a reassuring words I needed, that she trusted me. If yeah. I said to her I was straight, I was straight. There was yeah. no other yeah. issue to it. Yeah. And in the end, I remember her words so clear as day. It's just everything you wanted to hear was just, she said, I love you no matter what. Yeah, yeah. We'll get through this. Just yeah. everything you wanted to hear at that time of it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I mean, sexuality is a, a, a weird thing in a way. I think, I think it's weird that it's such, it's been, it's such a big deal or it was such a big deal whether someone was gay or not. Yeah. But it's not a, a it's not a big thing if they're like into bondage or something. <laughs> well, you know what I Some mean? Some weird like, underground yeah, fetish that yeah, no one's heard exactly. of. That's totally fine. That's fine. As long it's as it's straight, door, you yeah. know, it's ridiculous. Like it's, it's such a... 
And I'm I can happily sit here like comfortably saying like I'm very blessed that how my coming out story played out. I'm very lucky to where I am versus if this were X amount of years ago, obviously we'd be having a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time. And even with some of my uh, other Mm. friends and people I've met and know, they've had such worse experiences. Yeah. I actually reflected on mine going, I was lucky. I was, this is okay. Yeah. But it's, it is what it is to Mm. you. You don't have to diminish how it is. Yeah. Based was, on anyone else, you know, it, it's all relative. It was all relative. To my own experience, it was hard just because I was in denial and I didn't want it. Yeah. Because coming from my background of a Catholic Italian family, yeah. it's just wrong. It's How did taboo. your parents take it? Not well. Um, so I told them when I was 21. So there was that huge leap right. of like nothinghood right. where I had accepted it in myself, yeah. but I hadn't been on any dates. I saw not yeah. done anything. Yeah. I remember it was a time of the postal vote for yeah. yes or no. And oh, right. my dad actually voted no. And in that moment when he Whoa. told me and <laughs> I had seen the paper, wow. I was like, I'm very a- mm. adult of myself. I put everything aside. I showed no emotion. Mm. I was like, can I just ask like, why you're voting no? And he couldn't give me a satisfying answer. You know, like he's like, it's just, it's just no. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah. how does two people you don't know that love each other getting married? How does that affect you in the long run? It was very civil. I'll give it that. It was just a, yeah. almost a debate. And I let it slide. I was like, whatever. But unfortunately, the Taurus in me just kept getting angrier and it just sort of yes. built up. And I was like, yeah. no, because this is my reality. And not that it obviously here we are today. It's illegal. It's, it's, yeah, it's okay yeah. in Australia. But I was like, if this comes out as no, then you just ruined my chances of getting married one yeah. day. But you don't know that. Yes. So one night, similarly to when I came out to my best friend, I was just sort of in my room. <laughs> bad place my room and I was um, <laughs> battling with myself and I was like if not now when yeah. you know how much longer can I yeah, yeah. go on with this because yeah. I knew that in the community I come from mm. if I didn't tell my parents first they'd find out from someone else and which was the last thing I really wanted yeah for them. yeah so I sat them both down and this was before I started my current job like yeah. a, a week out yeah and I just sort of said there's been something I've been struggling with for a while and they both just sort of put on these glum faces. And I think they were thinking, oh my God, drugs, alcohol, like yeah, everything they else. Didn't know what, Nothing, yeah. yeah, they had no clue. And when I said it, the room just sort of fell silent. And then dad just kind of got up and left. And mum just didn't really say anything. And I, I then just removed myself from the situation. I was like, I can't expect anything else from this right now. Like, wow. this, is what, this is what has happened. I've dropped this on them. <laughs> yeah, it's make, you're making me upset weirdly. <sighs> I Sorry. Like, no, I just, when you, the moment you said that, I felt that. I yeah. felt your dad leave that room and yeah. I just got upset. Sorry. No, you don't. <laughs> I haven't had that happen where I just, I was like, it, wow. It wasn't. I could feel how, what that would feel yeah, like. Yeah. It, it, wow. It, it just ex- kind of exposed myself and something mm. I'd been hiding for so long and then it wasn't what I wanted, obviously. Because they don't know how to deal with they it, don't that's know. all. And the one thing that I later realised was I had to remember they've come mm. from such different backgrounds to what yeah. I've been raised in yeah, now. Course, so I've course. just thrown this huge thing on them mm. that I'm like, oh, this is okay, you know? But it's it's also because of, you know, that may, mainly they see it from their point of view or they also they see it from your point of view. I think it's twofold. One, they're like... I want grandkids or whatever, <laughs> but and but two they they feel like that your life is going to be hard from yeah. then on. That's what worries and them. I, I say this yeah. very carefully. Yeah. I don't think any parent 
wishes mm. their child is gay in the sense that they're going to look at everything that's wrong with it, of the struggle, of the stereotypes, the stigma, all the abuse that people have copped. And everything that's... They'll just look at the negatives. You're throwing... I think there's a lot of positives, though. There are a lot of positives. But I think in that moment, for my parents especially, they were like, negative, 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 negative. Oh, of course. Which I had to later accept and realise. And then how long did it take before you felt okay with them? So I then started my current job, which was the 3 a.m. wake up. So I didn't really see them. And if I did see them, the conversation was just very, how's work? Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't talk about it it was very it wasn't just spoken of it was just small talk and there were times where i would just be sitting nearby mom in the kitchen before i'd go to bed and just Mm. be like are you gonna or am i gonna do it which one of us is gonna bring this up because for me it was i knew dad would take more time yeah i've always been a bit closer to mom so i was like i knew it'd be us that would do this yeah and then unfortunately the like the moment was um a friend of mine passed away at my age it was very sudden very shocking and that for me was like the slap of being like look how short life is Mm. why are you still denying yourself yeah yeah possibilities of love relationships and everything yeah so i picked up mum from work one day and i kind of cornered her in the car and i was like we need to talk i was like it's been it was from july to about september i was like it's been almost two months now that I have told you and I haven't and we you, haven't talked we haven't, haven't talked responded. about this yeah and it was emotional like mum then at that moment maybe realized she's like you don't understand for your dad and I this was a very big bombshell mm. this was something we were just weren't expecting and we've just had to take our time and I didn't want to throw in her face I'm like how do you think I felt how do you think I've been feeling I didn't I didn't want to throw that in her face but I was we we did we bickered and we were kind of just like what what now and she's like well if you don't mind i'm just going to tell your grandmothers and your aunties and uncles and you can then move forward and i was like what does moving forward mean that's very formal yeah that's like this is a business (laughs) this is a business deal let's sell the formal there's no tell the partners there's no room for feelings people in this scenario like but in a way i'm kind of glad she did because yeah at that well she took over she took over doing all that for you yeah because at that time, I'd only still had told one other friend. So you're right, an Italian family comes with all these other people. It does. <laughs> and I have and a story I'll tell a bit later. I have cousins my age. And it being gay is a malicious gossip. But in yeah. an Italian family, oh my God, I've just given them gold basically to dish out. Yeah. Um, so they... You've got to give them something. You've got to give them something. I've got to be the family black sheep, I guess. I will, yeah, I don't think it makes you a black sheep. I mean, you might you might feel like that. I think it's just people have to. It's a bit like when it's a bit like when people go through a big breakup. Right? Yeah. Say they're with someone for ten years and then they break up. Their whole life plan, even if they didn't realize they had it, has to then change. It's like, oh, hang on a minute, I'm I'm a single person now and I have to, all, my life plan with this person, how it's, it's going, it's all gone. Yeah. And that's what's happened to them, right? Their life plan with you has completely changed. It feels like it's gone and they have, they, they don't know anything about the gay world, right? <laughs> I suspect. Yeah. Right? They don't know anything about it. So for them, they just, it's a loss for them. Yeah. And everyone deals with loss differently. Yeah. Like some people... Go on denial, which they did. <laughs> they did. They actually followed the grief the process, grief process when you think about it. And like even now with 
mum, like I've asked her, like, were there any hints when I was a kid that you would have picked up on? And she was kind of like, yeah, like a few, but we just thought it was like a phase. Like, yeah, I'd be playing with my sister's Barbie, but we'd be doing it together. We'd be just, she's yeah. like, you know, you had a sister. It was, you were exposed to girl toys and boys toys. And in today's society, well, you can't really you can't, tell. You can't gender yeah. things anymore. Well, not anymore, but it's just like, it is what it is. You, yeah, it's toys, you know? And sometimes I think as humans, we assume, we feel like, it's even when we like people, right? We feel like we're being so obvious yeah. that they know, but like, we're not. Take this hint that I'm looking at you with these special eyes right now, and I'm yeah. exactly, exactly, and it, and but it's not obvious at all. It's not. It's not as ob- it's obvious to us because because we're dying inside for you to know. Yeah. Right. So it's all this. It's all built up. It's like ready to burst out. Yeah. But for them, they can't see it at all because no. they're not looking for it. They're just... It's, yeah, and like I said, they weren't actively looking for it. No, then. because like, they're concentrating on their own life. They're yeah. concentrating on doing other things. And I think awesome. as well, I was my new job was coming up. So it's kind of like, let's just focus on his career and see where that goes as well. Like The thing I like about... Because it's your comment about um, whether people don't necessarily want their kids to be gay or yeah. something. I have a different view of that now. Yeah. Because as I've lived longer, um, the people that I see that are living their true lives are the ones that are single. <laughs> the ones that, you know, are single and not married or something. And, you know, been single for a long time. I've got a good friend, my sister's like that, all my gay friends. They, they're living their life. Yeah. Whereas if you're in a marriage, you're compromising every single day of your life. Love is compromise. Yeah. I've worked out. I was thinking about that this morning for some reason. But it's absolute compromise. And some people have to do it or want to do it and all the rest of it. Um, it doesn't mean you don't have love. Like if you're single, of course you can have love. You have, everyone has different, you know, different types of love. Um, but they say to be happy, you need three things. You need one, you need something to hope for and you need something to do and someone to love and the someone to love can be anyone so for example for your mum, it can be you yeah right for my sister it's her daughter she has someone to love exactly you got something to do you have a job or you have a reason to get up something to hope for this is what COVID took away from us yes was the hope exactly right because we couldn't hope for things because we didn't know what was... What to happen. Yes. What was going to happen. And even as my sister put it, she was just so uh, agitated watching mum and dad watch the news because she's like, obviously, they're just going to shed yes. on such negativity. Oh, and the news is horrendous. Horrendous. And mum and dad, not in any bad way, were just kind of like watching it for facts, so to speak, numbers. And because yeah. dad was a hairdresser, he was getting played around with a lot with his... Oh, God, yeah. Um, what he could and couldn't do. Yeah. And so even though she said... My sister said, she's like, it's just better researching in your own time. And just, okay, what are the actual statistics? What's going on? Instead of just turning on the garbage and like, oh my God, there's a strain that's coming from South Africa yeah. and Brisbane, but we're going to report it here and freak you out. It's like, but no, ex- no. Exactly. And also deal with it however suits you, right? Like I personally don't listen to any of it. Yeah. Because like, I can't. It's just a draining. Well, I just can't for lots of reasons, right? So I don't, I don't get the updates. I, yeah. Everyone else I know does, so they tell me anything. <laughs> you find out eventually. It's not like I miss out. But for me, 
Freedom is very important to me for my personality. I need freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I need always need freedom. And this takes away freedom. Yes. So I can't deal with it. Yeah. But I think people don't understand how everyone deals differently. Exactly. It's like you're saying with your your strong friend, right? So, you know, it's if someone loses their ability to look after themselves or their ability to see a future that they have or a reason, that's that's taking away their their essence. Yeah. You know? They're it's it's like taking someone's breath away. So that that's what's hard for them. But then you have to put it back in. You have to realise that it's the little things that count. Yeah. I've got friends in the UK who had to go on lockdown again. And the first one was hard, of course. Horrendous. For some people more than others. And to have to face that again, like if I had to face it again, it'd be really hard for me. <laughs> Very hard being an extrovert. But I was... Being millennials, they had these plans going into fucking lockdown. Oh, I've got to do, I've got to come out with a new language and a master's degree and whatever. You know, like I've got to do all these stupid things. My right? sister did one of the TAFE courses because yes. she's like, what else am I going to do? And I was yeah. like, well, take this time to breathe. Yeah. I don't know. And that's okay, right? If, if you're the type of person who needs it, that's okay. But don't do it that it's expected from you. Yeah. It's not. All that is expected from anyone is that they get through you it. You get exactly right. right. You just pat yourself on the back and like, I just survived sitting at home yeah. and going stir crazy. I tell my friend person. to make cookies make, and give them to his neighbours. <laughs> and he's, he messaged me saying, I've made brownies and I'm taking them to the neighbours. I'm like, fantastic. <laughs> we right? And be, just because I wanted to like bring life back a little bit more simple... And stop being so tough on yourself yeah. and, and do take some joy. You know what I mean? Like, it's a really, it was a hard time for millennials, full stop. Yeah. Because they, you know, you guys had to conquer the world. <laughs> it's on our shoulders only, just yeah, us. Yeah. You guys have to do everything and none of it's good enough for any of you, <laughs> right? No matter what you do, even though, even though you tick off all these things, you're very, you're very good at it. It's still not enough. So... You know, like you're putting yourselves in this horrendous position, right? I've got to do this, this, this. Okay, I've done it all. How good am I? Not very good. <laughs> right? Well, what the fuck? Well, then you're doing the wrong things. Because yeah. <laughs> if it's not making you feel good about yourself, it's the wrong thing. It's the wrong thing to be doing. Start to feel like, what? when are you happy? When are you excited? Think about what your body does. That What makes you smile? What makes you feel good? Like I've got, we've got a little blue tongue lizard, Barry. Let's see if Barry's here. Barry, yeah. Barry makes me smile. Oh, he's not out. Where are you, Barry? Yeah, you know, like it's just, and I'm, I'm not a pet person or whatever, yeah. but, I, but I've started to take notice of the fact that I like talking to him. Yeah. I like giving him a little bit of banana. It makes me feel good. Yeah. It's just such a stupid little thing. But still, if it works, yeah. it works. You're so not gonna... start to take notice about what you like to do. And and you can do more of that. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's part of that people-pleasing thing. It's a fine line. I mean, I was probably always a people-pleaser. Probably still am. Who knows? <laughs> As if it's a bad thing. But... <laughs> but at what stage do we um, try and shut everything down because people tell us we shouldn't do that, we should do this, we yeah. should do that, da, 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 right? 
we've got to try and strip all that away and get back to who we are really us like when are you happiest i'm honest like my friend called me this the other day and it just sort of like sat with me and i was like oh yeah like you're just a very big happy loyal dog yes you're a labrador (laughs) labrador she's like you (laughs) excel with people and yes you will like almost run laps around a room to see as many people as you can in a party which mind you i haven't done there's been no parties no there's been no parties parties. it's but it's me at work almost like if i'm on one part of the kitchen i'll be talking to the girls in that section or from the other part i'll be talking to the boys on that end yeah and even um one thing that made me really happy the other day was i copped an extra day off which was very lucky of me because i had no time off during christmas yeah and it happened to me on my friend's birthday so i messaged him and i was like what are you doing and he's a nurse and he goes i'm working the night shift yeah so another friend and i who lives in bondi planned it out we picked him up at 6 a.m yeah we took him for a morning run and a swim at like 6 or 7 a.m yeah and that was just the best thing i was with my friends i was running oh my god i am a dog i'm running laps and swimming (laughs) in the ocean and just getting home after i stopped and i was sitting in the sun outside and i was like what a great morning like see that was good that's great and that's what you have to do bring it back to those things stop thinking of the big things yeah stop thinking that i have to have the this certain career, my friends are doing this, 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 I should be doing this, this, this. Bring it back to what really makes you tick. Yeah. And 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 start to know the value you add. Like, I think you know yourself pretty well, which is really good. I hope so. <laughs> no, but, but a lot of people don't. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize who they are. Like, you realize who you are in the group. The group needs you. Just like the, the group doesn't. The, the dad almost like the. Well, no, you're the fun person. You're the you're the you're the one who lightens up the room, right? So everyone, when you come in, everyone's happy that you're there. I hope so. <laughs> well, I'm telling. I bet they are. I can tell from what you're saying. Like if you're because you put the energy, you give energy. Yeah. You put the energy in the room and you give it to other people and you look after other people. Yeah. As well, right? And you want to, you know, the simple things in life are important to you to, which should be important to everyone. It's not about what they have or all the rest of it. It's about who they are. Yeah. And it was just as simple as going to the beach and running along Bronte to Bondi and then swimming in the ocean for a little bit. So what do you think your biggest challenges are? As... uh, Anything. Anything. For me, I think it's once I finish the current job I'm at, so my contract expires in March yeah. and I'm then I have the option of staying where I am or delving into unemployment possibly if I don't right now because it's January. So I'm not really, I'm looking, but I'm not looking. Okay. And part of me almost just wants unemployment for a little bit just to kind of sit still and almost just reassess where I'm at. Okay. But so then, I'll stop you right there. You never want unemployment. <laughs> unfortunately yeah no you fair, never want unemployment yeah because it's hell of course and it'll kill your self-esteem more than anything it's very hard to get back from unemployment back into right work. employment to you know i did a i did a talk once on empowering women in iran of all places there we go right how, how to empower how to be an empowered woman um and it's the same for a person and my view on this is that you have to always be employable yeah right because you are only empowered if you can look after yourself yeah and you need to be able to look after yourself not your parents not anyone else you that's when you will feel valuable to yourself (laughs) 
which is more important. And I would always say, unless you have to, unless it's a bad situation, never leave a job unless you have another job. Okay. Right? Never leave a job unless you have another job. Unless they're a bully or unless they're fucking with your self-esteem or whatever, if you've got a nice opportunity, stay, stay with, with it. Them. Yeah. Don't worry about... Look, we all have to work and, you know, we'd all like some free time. But at the end of the day, it, it gives you purpose. You have to get up, you have to go and do something. But then you've got to allow for more free time on the weekends, yeah, right? exactly. So allow for more free time. I mean, you've got Fridays and Saturdays, which is great. Oh, yeah. But don't do as many other cakes. Yeah. Cut them. I think that's the next point. And even now, like this year restarting with new restrictions, everyone's yeah. kind of backed down anyway. Yeah. Which is fine. Like I have, I've even knocked back a few that I've looked at the, the, um, what's the word, what they want and yeah. how many people, and I'm just reading it going, is it really worth me making a 30 person serve cake to deliver it to here? Like, okay, it's a bit of, bit of fun sure something new but yeah am i really gonna want to do this when i get home and really work? if you even if they give you some money for it it, it will barely cover the cost exactly. of work, right so it's not worth it to you yeah like it's it's and don't feel like you have to have can millennials not have to have a, a hustle <laughs> on the fucking side i mean look i don't mind if you have a little hustle on the side right but it's got to be little it can't be another job Right, which That's, sadly, yeah, might yeah, right. It can't be another job. It has to be little and it has to be on your terms and when you want to do it and when you feel up to it. Because you just want some time, by the sounds of it. I, yeah, because I almost feel like I do know myself and I do know what pleases me. But there are times where I'll be having those moments still that I have a couple of minutes, hours free that I'm like, what do I actually want to do right now? But who cares? You don't have to do anything. It's fair. You can do nothing. <laughs> Paint your bloody nails. I've got some fluoro colours. Should go put some stop and grow on these nails, if anything. You can just go to the beach. Just walk along the beach. You can go for your run. You can go and sit under a tree. You don't have to do anything. You don't have... So don't worry about that. Worry about that at the time. If you're someone who needs to fill your day, well, then plan it. Okay, I've got this time free. I'm going to do this. Plan it out and do it. But other than that... Don't worry about it. You're allowed to have some free time. But where do you see yourself? Like, what do you, in the next five years, what do you, where do you want to go? I, I would see myself still, obviously, in kitchens, working as a chef. Yeah. I don't see myself having my own business just yet no. or being... Maybe, like, a sous chef, but nothing... You might never want to have your own business, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Because... Like, it's a lot easier to work for someone else. Exactly. 100%. And it's still... You <laughs> Unless get you're that type of person who doesn't want to be told what to do or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all... Oh, in a kitchen, you're you always go. being told what exactly. to do, regardless of your ranking. You're, yeah. Someone's <laughs> telling you, you've burnt that, get back yeah, there yeah. and fix it. Exactly. But I... It's weird. I don't have a lot of other chef friends. So when I do these conversations with other millennials, my friends, yeah. and I hear their prospects and what they've got in mind, I'm just sitting there going... Do they align? Are we? Can we? Not what that is, it matters. Not that it necessarily. What are their What are their pros, What do they want to do? A lot of so a lot of them are the white collar corporates yeah. that are like, I want to get into this firm. I'm going to work my way up, and that. And didn't we say we weren't saying white collar anymore? <laughs> I had to bring it back to that. All of my fun office job friends have. Yeah. have so uh, are they mainly lawyers? 
lawyers, we have a doctor, we yeah. have uh, psychologists, we have, and a lot of them. That's good. You've got a lot. Of everything covered. Oh, I'm covered. It's I've got a network. lawyer. I've got my head. My, my, well, my they need a chef. Right, hello. Set up. It's it's just weird sometimes sitting there and having these conversations and just being like, well, what yeah. what do we what do we all actually want from life? And even just hearing them worrying about masters and theses and PhDs yeah. and just going, do I even question themselves? Like, am I ready for this step now? Is this what I want to do? Or should I, I take half a year and work in a bar for a little bit just to re yeah. reboost up some sort of? So why are they all doing that? Or what do you? When they say this, do you feel like you're not? Why do you feel like you're different to them? Like, because it's it's the work. It's not who they are as yeah. a person. I I. Th- I think I put myself down a little bit by just saying what I'm doing isn't a degree. It's a qualification. Oh, fuck yeah. who gives it, like... But that's where I've come from almost. Like, because at high school, as I said, I got accepted to university. It was just kind of like, yeah. cool, if you're doing an ATAR, you're going to university. If you're not doing yeah. an ATAR, your tape set up. There was no system saying, take a gap you, go overseas. Yeah, yeah, Figure yeah. it out as you go. There was yeah. no real kind of... And universities It's for... not for everyone as well. Exactly. I mean... I didn't do my degree till I was 40. Yeah. Right? Because I grew up poor. No one in my family had a degree. And I had to do it. I did it differently. I had to go in and do it, you know, a different way. I didn't have an ATAR as such. I left school when I was 16. Yeah. Worked in the Commonwealth Bank, <laughs> of all things, right? But, I mean, time times are different now. And having a degree, if this is the way I see it. If you don't have a talent, you need a degree. You have a talent. You don't need a degree. My husband doesn't have a degree. He's very talented. And he's always been able to do amazing work. He's a creative, an art director. You have great art around the house. (laughs) I have my eyes on all these pieces. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's just... It's not... Degrees are much more for people who have to go into the corporate world. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't have that sort of... I feel like my talent's people, but that's taken me years to develop that. And you've got a long time. I think when people go in and become lawyers and all the rest of it, it's very competitive. So that's why they're doing master's degrees. I mean, becoming a chef, I would say, is competitive as well. Why aren't we going on MasterChef? But, you know... (laughs) Uh. (laughs) No. Not, just Not your yet. thing. No, I, I I hate savory cooking as such. Oh as yeah, yeah. As okay, cool. I can look because of school. I can debone a freaking bird. I can fillet a yeah, fish. Yeah. All the fun things. But like, I'm a vegetarian. I don't cook yeah. that for myself. So no. even at work, I'm there cooking away twenty kilos of beef chuck. I'm just saying, can I get a mask to cover my face from this horrendous smell right yeah. now? Um, but you I, love doing desserts, pastry, hands-on cakes. Yeah, even like. The people aspect of that job is getting to know the people that are coming for a cake. And yeah. it's like, what's your event? Like, oh, it's an engagement. How did you two meet? What what flavors do you want? He doesn't like this. She likes this. Yeah. Let's do this. It's almost just like making them that, this cake that's going to be yeah, now the pro- centerpiece of the, the venue. Or like, it's what we wanted. I had a really beautiful compliment from my last one yeah. uh, engagement. That she was like, you brought my dream to life. And I was like, oh, oh wow. <laughs> Thank you. Like, well, that's, that's what I beautiful. It was sweet. Yeah. So you you're doing something that impacts other people's lives. Yeah, almost. That's what you're like. Not almost. You are. I just like, <laughs> like it might. You know, like it's it's a beautiful thing, right? When you cook for someone. I mean, I've always cooked for people, 
and they love it like it's a, it's a it's a really nice gift that you're giving them in a way right and you're cooking with love so you're giving them love so it's a great job because you you know it's it's very different to corporate jobs yeah but don't measure measure yourself on other people think about what's important to you like you and you need a job, right? We all need a job. We all need something to do. So, and if it's something that you love to do, then make sure that you can do the best at that. You know, you might say that your dream is to make, I don't know, make cakes for bloody Hollywood stars or something. I don't know. Like I used to always say, be, yeah. I used to always say, I'd, lo I'd love to organize all the Hollywood parties. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Get the VIP person yeah. back and meet this fair enough, yeah. I could do, like, I loved organising a party, you know. But but make it about, you know, that you're going in the direction that you like to go and, and always sort of have a little bit of a focus on that. And that's just, that's your job. It's good that you love it and you like doing it, but it doesn't have to be your whole being, right? Yeah. And then you have this life over the other side where... You know, like I've always had the vision of I want to live in this big house, sort of on a bit of a mountain with ocean views, of course. <laughs> but it's a house where anyone's allowed to come and live, right? I'll take strays in, if you like. Yeah. I've always had this vision where young people, it's mainly young people I'd help. Of course, I would help old people. I'd help anyone who are having trouble or don't have anywhere to live or whatever come into this house. I've always wanted to be wealthy enough to do that. That was like that's, a nice sell, yeah. That's my, has been my vision for a long time. Um, but, you know, and I'll get there one day or something. But it's good to have a big vision. Yeah. And it's good to um, just think about who you really want to be and what you want to learn throughout your life. Yeah. But come, always come back to your core values like sit down, actually sit down with your friends and do a values exercise. Oh God! <laughs> I'll do. I'll give you a list. I did it. Because usually sit down with my friends means there's like alcohol involved and someone's gonna Perfect. start crying. Well, I don't know why you're crying. Oh, we just. I'm a sloppy emotional drunk. You know, that's just like a lot of us. You're are. an emotional drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time. And what do you cry about? I think the last time was about climate change. <laughs> I was crying about the politics. <laughs> Oh I remember God. that one very vividly. <laughs> and then the one before that was about the book I had read that just destroyed my entire being. You it was that New Year's. I remember I messaged my friend and she, I was like, I'm so sad. And he was like, why? I'm like, so thinking about the book, man. I'm starting to wonder whether we as a society feel more validated now if we've got a problem. I think it could be. Because it's almost, we have this problem, but then I'll go and I'll try and donate to this charity that's, oh, well, it'll fix it. It's something towards it. Is that the rewarding factor of it now that I'm, I'm no, putting it's, to it's, it's, it's not? It's no. just trying, it's all you just trying to fit into what you think society expects from you. And, and I'm, it's happening to me as well. Because it's very recently I realized, I was talking to a friend and I, you know, I had some difficult years and things are getting a better except for COVID um, and I was I sat there and I just had a, a, a fun time and I didn't have any issues and I think oh I almost question myself oh hold on I must have an issue do I not have an issue with yeah. <laughs> I almost did that and then I went oh fuck 
what has happened to us? Are we just looking for that negative? Yes. Like, oh, but this is happening. It's like, no, we're it can't. We're trying this to find it. We're trying to be fucking dramatic. <laughs> we're trying to find these issues because we feel like we've been so taught. Like every day, everything we put on is fucking drama. Yeah. There's so much bullshit. Like, you and know. even just the social media aspect of that will highlight it even more. Yeah. The one thing I found, I followed this account by accident. It was a, I thought it was memes, honestly. I thought it was just something funny. And then it was actually like exploit ex- exposing celebrities and all their dirty laundry. And I was like, oh, oh my God. follow this. Like, I don't care for it. I was just reading all as these things. As if we all don't like, have dirty laundry. Exactly. And I'm there thinking like, crap, if I ever make it as a big chef, Jesus, how many skeletons do I have that are going to come flying out? Well, in a way, me? this is what's happening to us because because of the cancel culture they're calling it toxic as hell yeah we're all actually what it's doing to all of us is making us scared to say anything yeah people are too scared so if they can't say anything because you can't have fun like you can't like i'm sure there's (laughs) something you can't pay out on anyone you can't say anything because it's all it's all racist or sexist or fucking whatever. Homophobic in this Yeah, sense. everything it's we so do. Touchy. And look, don't get me wrong. I Even at work, I have a very close relationship with my colleagues. And yeah. like, not the F word fag is thrown around, but what I give, I cop back. And it's fine because yeah. at the end of the day, if I'm calling them an absolute yeah. wanker or a dickhead and I get thrown back like a little whore or something, I'm like, all right, yeah. well, fine. Like, yeah. bring it on. But then there's other contexts of it where it's like, was it malicious or are there malicious? There are malicious people out there that are totally against this. But I say take none of it as malicious. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Because that's the thing. It only affects you if you let it affect you. Exactly. Like it's, you know, I've, I've learned that over the years. The more confident you are, like if people accuse me of things, when I was younger, it used to hurt me. Now I take it. I'm like, absolutely. That's who I am. And then it doesn't hurt. It's like, fuck off. Yes, I, I'm Australian. I'm probably a convict. Yes, I'm a loud mouth. Yes, I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm a chubby chick. Whatever. Yes, this is me. This fuck is off. Good, yeah. Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> like it's, if we take it or, you know, and be proud of it. Like why, why is it? It's not bad. If we think it, it only hurts us if we think it's bad. And Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we shouldn't think it's bad. I, I can only recall like two encounters that have made yeah. me feel horrible, but every other time it's just, you're right, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, you called me a homosexual. I get, oh, well, well, guess what? Like, yes, I am. I am. Thank but you, you very shouldn't much. be saying that word because That's... it's so backwards, but yeah, like, all right. I had a guy call me a bimbo once at the rugby. <sighs> I haven't heard that in years. That's so funny. I was, I couldn't. I had this funny response. I just laughed. Yeah. I burst out laughing and I said, thank you. I said, no one's ever called me a tall, thin blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I like, took it as a compliment. And I that's was probably like, shocked him more. <laughs> like, what? Like, well, I don't give a fuck about him. Like, yeah. I was lucky it was a natural response Good. to me. But I was like, or if, if someone, you know, over the years, I mean, men have always said to women, you're a bitch or a slut, you're whatever. Mm. Like, if you're in a nightclub and... They're trying to pick you up and you say no. You always get that. You're always a wrong one in this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had it so many times. Well, you're ugly anyhow or whatever. Oh, you're a bitch or a slut. And I just say, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. Club, whatever. I've, it's Fuck. been a year and a bit since clubbing, but you just remember all the stories of when yeah. you're out and even some of my girlfriends that have copped that stuff. I'm like, oh, like for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. just stop. 
But if you just take it and let it go straight over your shoulders, then yeah. they can't hurt you. And that's easier said than done. Exactly. Some days we'll be more sensitive and we'll want to punch them. <laughs> well, I'll want to punch them. But, <laughs> but, you know, if you get yourself into that frame, and this is the interesting thing with social media, when they keep saying, oh, and social media has ripped into this, and you feel like, a, who are those people? Who gives a fuck yeah. what these people think? Why are we worried about what these morons think? Why are we listening to them? Why are we giving them that power? Oh, look, these people. It really annoys me. It doesn't represent everybody no. else. It's a, just a bunch of idiots. Just fucking stop giving them that power. Just making entertainment out of nothing. It's like, if you've got to come to this for entertainment, then what else has it come to? Well, like, if you're putting down people, it means you don't feel good about yourself. yourself yeah. Right? It's as simple as that. Cause, and we all not we know it in ourselves because when we're confident, the last thing we do is try and put down anyone else. Yeah. When we're not feeling good, then we're always putting down other people. We all do it. Yeah. We all do it because we're trying to build ourselves up or whatever. So if someone's trying to put you down, they're threatened by you. Mm. Right? They think you have something they don't have. You just take it and you go, yeah, I have something you don't have. you're gonna try and drag me down because all right let's go yeah exactly exactly yeah how is dating for a millennial we're covering them out of five million subjects here okay it's good fun yeah that's all right uh it's it's all online for me at least yeah with my job i don't go out on weekends so i don't i feel like i miss that step of like going to somewhere meeting someone I don't that. think anyone's doing that anymore. Exactly. Yeah, fair I think enough. it's all online. It's online. Um, I, I'm off it at the moment. I go through yeah. phases where I will delete the apps, I'll re-download them. I'm off at the moment just because I feel like I, I'm in a phase now where I'm questioning what's going on with myself, as we yeah. said. Like, my career at this job yeah. might be ending soon. Like, I'm looking for other things. Yeah. And I just... I was semi-seriously dating someone whilst working this job and it just got very hard because I was in bed at seven and they were working nine to five. Yeah, yeah. He would get angry with me and I'd be like, I'm sorry, but work's my priority. And I'm not saying you're not a priority, but... But you need a job. I need a job. And he can't get angry with you for that. Exactly. I'm like, if you want to ultimately be with this, like like a deal, like you want to be with this, you got to deal with this. Yeah, of of course. It's a reality. And at the end, unfortunately... We both were just like, it's not going to work like this. It's not going to work, yeah. Um, But dating is interesting because, you know, on dates with guys, like the first conversation topics always, you usually end up being like, like, how was your coming out story? Or like, was it hard for you? And I'm like, is that what we really go to? Like, is this... And you find yourself for the first solid hour just talking about, similar to what I just went through with you. Is that because... I you're think almost the, the conversation's yeah. not there, right? Because no. so much is online mm. and we're, um, it's about being really interested in that other person, right? That's yeah. the key to relationships. And we're not being, we don't have to do it. Mm. So we're not being taught it. Like you had to do it on that bus. Yeah. You sort of had to go be interested in her. Otherwise you weren't going to have a conversation, right? And we almost don't have to be interested in anyone because there's so much fucking shit out there that we can read every day exactly. that's just coming to us. And and we're too busy, you know, you said it earlier, that we're too worried, especially millennials, about themselves, too focused on themselves, yeah. right? So what am I doing? How do I look? 
what's my career? What am I? It, it's like you guys are walking around with a resume. Because <laughs> you may as well actually, <laughs> fuck, I'm going to create a t-shirt for you guys. Well, it's like a sandwich yes, model. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, is, yeah. this yeah. is everything you'll get. This is who I am. I do this, 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 this. And, I, and just and so I you know, and that's not enough, I will be doing these yeah. things. <laughs> and that's almost like when on those dates, the first dates you go on, it's like, yeah. here's what I, this is my career. This is yeah. what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. And I think the biggest thing for a lot of, millennials is like you meet the keyboard warriors not like in a bad way but the yeah. ones that are so easy over text and all of a sudden you yeah. face to face with them and you're like okay my eyes are here not your plate like yeah <laughs> that, that's when you're dating someone ask them questions yeah right don't worry about talking about you i think one of my one someone i interviewed before a friend of mine akram he he said that if he sat, sits down, talks to me, he'll just be like, blah, yeah. blah, 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 and give me all this shit or tell me all this stuff about his life so I can't get in and see what his real life is. Yeah, okay. He does it as a He'll put you up this wall of like, this is yeah. what you can see. Yeah, this is what I'm giving you. And, and then, okay, and what about you, right? You know, so it sort of stops that yeah. proper conversation. And I suspect that's what some dates are a bit like. Well, yeah, on the first, you're, you're almost just selling yourself. Like, yes. this is the best of me. Like, this is all you're going to get. And then as the dates progress, it's yeah. kind of like... Oh, so the selling yourself is the worst way to go on a date. <laughs> the best way to go on a date is to ask all about them. Yeah. Because if you ask about them, one, you get to know them. Two, they'll love you because you're asking about them. <laughs> you shouldn't actually have to say anything about yourself. Yeah. I could, you know, I can, I can make a lot of friends and they don't know anything about me because I'm talking all about them. Yeah. So if you, if you do, it's a great tactic. Swap you it on just them. ask about them, but ask real stuff. What do you like to do? What, you know, anything like anything that's human, you, you know, you can just think about it differently. Like you might go, what have you been watching on Netflix? Instead of that, just say, what sort of shows do you like to like? Yeah, I watch. make the questions broader so you've yeah. got more answers. Sort of like to I like mystery. I'm sick of the. I'm sick of a woman getting killed and us trying to find who killed her. Like fuck, how many of those can I watch in my life? Exactly. <laughs> how many damsels in distress can we really have nowadays? Yeah, you know, but but you know what I mean. Like, try and get to know them a little bit more. What do you love to do? It's like what I said to you. When do you feel really good? Yeah. What makes you feel really good? And it was good. with my friends, and it's yeah. because I know them, and I'm not looking at them as a romantic partner. Like I look at my friends. No, but you know what? Female, I'm like, okay. When you described you it, that was more like, that was more like freedom. You're in the sun. You're at yeah. the beach. You're running around. You're with people you care about. You just feel that freedom, sort of all that. You yeah. know, positivity. That, yeah yeah it's like it's relaxed it's just relaxed you just being yourselves and you're in a place that you like to be in so if you ask questions like that then they'll um you know then you'll really see who they are yeah and then you that's when you can start to fall in love right you see the core you see their real values just dig deep into them yeah or if they're just boring as shit then you can get out of there <laughs> it's been great thank you so much yeah. yeah how do you get out of a date um, I've never had to leave any. I'm very polite. I'll, I'll write it out for the whole day. Yeah. But I've had it done to me and I hate giving them. It's the awkward text when they initiate for the second one. And you've just got to be honest and be like, it's really nice meeting you, but unfortunately I just don't feel that spark. Yeah. And every reaction is 
hilarious as bad as it sounds because some will take it so well and i yeah, yeah. always try my best i've had it yeah. happen to me i think twice and i've been yeah. like luckily for me it's only like the second date that i'm like it's so fine like i yeah. didn't feel anything either the chemistry's not there but one that will always stick with me was this guy just pretty much abused me and was like don't count your receipts like you're anything special either and i was like for fuck's sake <laughs> like <laughs> We went on one date. I'm sorry. Like, and we talked a few days after before he tried to reinitiate. And that was maybe my fault for actually giving him the type of day and not owning up and saying straight away. But I thought he felt it too. I was like, you, like, there were so many points of just us staring at the food. <laughs> like, when I have to talk about the weather, I know there's an issue here. Like, I'm so bored of this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, but I haven't seen him words. around. No, that's like, I... I, but that just means they're upset, right? Yeah. So you don't worry about that. It's, I was very polite. I apologized. I thought I did it really well. And then I got that abuse and I was like, sick. Thank you so much. All the best to you too. Tell me how you feel now about your life right in this moment. If if I were on a date and a yeah. guy, I would say that I'm, a, I'm content, you know? I have a good support of friends. That I hold to my heart dearly and I'll do anything for. Yeah. I've got a job that I enjoy. I'm in a place where I can create, learn, thrive off of other chefs and learn from them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know? Yeah. There's always room for improvement, but it's always room for Well, not improvement. There's room for experience, more experience. Experience, 100%. And I won't say COVID will restrict everything, but you know, like there's... There's, I it's can a always, pain in the ass. It's arse. a pain in the ass. You know, it's. I've tried volunteering at a few places, and even they, they don't even want volunteers. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want money. I just want to go and experience this kitchen. But yes, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm. Yeah. I, and opportunities will come. Yeah. I want you to always realize that, like, opportunities always come. Sometimes you don't necessarily see them, so just keep your sort of mind open for I, opportunities. I think that's a thing. I'm. I'm not closed off completely. I'm yeah. very much, I've got my finger in the wind. I've got my yeah, hand yeah. over my ear, yeah. hand over my eyes, just looking and accepting yeah. it. Not completely shutting myself off, but yeah. it's there. But realize, spend your time realizing the value you bring Yeah, when you walk into any room and make your friends realize <laughs> the value they bring and just who they are. Like you bring, everyone brings a lot of value to the room just being a nice, decent person. Right? You don't have to have all the accolades. You don't have to have done all these things. You don't have to be wearing this or look like this or whatever. Yeah. You just have to be a decent, caring person. That someone, if you've, if you've made one person feel good, then you're adding value to the world. And just one person at a time. Yeah. So don't put too much pressure on yourselves that you have to fucking conquer the world and save the ocean save the polar bears but they're tying out there it's really sad yes <laughs> i yes. laugh at it but no I'll, I'll i'll record my next drunk ramble of that and see how much i got into it that's funny though it's funny. Like, I, I mean that's okay like you're that god you're allowed to have rambles <laughs> we all do we all go off on i always swap i find sometimes the feminist in me comes out in different ways yeah. like sometimes i'll be like you go, girl, you make those fucking men pay money to have sex with you or whatever. And then other times I'm like, why the fuck are we letting that happen? You know, like yeah. I flip all the yeah, time. It's, it's, it's but you're allowed to. It's working out what you what sits with you. And some days are different, right? So don't, 
don't feel like you have to be a certain way. Yeah. Everybody, I think, now feels like we have to fit into this mold. We're not in the bloody grey jumpsuit yet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're trying to get us in the grey jumpsuits, but we're not in the grey jumpsuit yet. So that means that you can go home platinum blonde one day, and the next year you can go, what the fuck was, was I that, doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I feel like next year I look at those plaid pants. I still have to be like, oh my god, fuck! I actually wore these. Yeah, and then two years later or ten years later, you'll go, how good were those plaid pants, pants? Right. Yeah. Think of that's what life does. Like I, I've after the eighties, I was like, oh my god, it was so embarrassing what we did. Now I'm like, that was so cool what yeah. we did, right? So don't, you know, we are who we are, and you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to flip. You're allowed to be anything. Yeah. As long as you're a decent person, you get away with it. Yeah. That's the key. But, yeah, I think we'll have to stop now. No worries. It's very long. <laughs> have fun editing. Yeah. Thank you. Really nice talking to you. You too. Thank All you. Right. Bye. Bye.